0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to Yoga Journeys, a podcast focused on sharing and celebrating inspiring stories of transformation through the practice of yoga. I am your host, Katherine Kennedy. This podcast came about after having experienced my own transformation, growth, and healing through my yoga practice. I wanted to share these life-changing tools with others, so I became a yoga teacher after several years of training. Throughout my years of teaching and practicing, I've talked with many other practitioners and teachers and have heard so many of the same stories over and over again and wanted to create this platform for sharing those stories. So here we are. My first guest is a dear friend of mine from yoga teacher training, Sundari Sue Fonts. She is a yoga teacher in the beautiful Mount Washington Valley area of New Hampshire and she guides classes in studios as well as outdoors in all seasons. She holds a 500-hour advanced yoga teacher training certificate from Shiva Shakti School of Yoga and Healing Arts. Sundari has a special love for conscious breath work and pranayama practice and includes it in all of her classes. When she's not guiding yoga, you can find her on a ski or hiking trail. Thank you so much, Sundari, for taking the time to share your story with us today. I'd like for you to start off by talking a little bit about what got you into yoga in the first place.
1: Okay, well, thanks for um, having me. This is really fun. I was kind of struck by the first thought when you were talking about yoga journeys and transformations and we were talking before, and I was saying, i it, it's just, I don't know too many teachers that don't have a story, or don't, most people want to teach because something happened in yoga to them, with them, and it changed them, and they want to share. I mean, that's definitely what happened to me, and it, there's such a strong... Kind of amazing you know discovery process, and you or I really feel like I want to offer that or at least offer some guidelines and maybe that will happen to other people who are practicing, people who didn't know um, like I didn't know, like most people don't know when they first begin. So I mean that's the driving force for me. I don't really care too much about making sure you do this great warrior two pose or you make it into a headstand or whatever your physical goals might be. Um, It's really much, much more about the mental process and the process of discovery of yourself and maybe things that have been with you for a long time that you really didn't even know that you were carrying and uh, how you can change and for the better. (laughs) So hopefully hopefully that happens in class and hopefully a little bit of that is coming across when I'm offering to be a guide for people's practice. And everyone comes to it in a different way and whenever they're ready, I guess that was, that's one of the, the favorite Kind of sayings or phrases as you get what you need when you need it. So I came to practice originally in a little studio in Buxton with my first teacher, um, and that was around 2010. And I knew that the physical practice would help me with mental stress. We were, we were an incredibly stressful place Um, in my household at the time my daughter was 16 she was struggling as 16 year olds do and that struggle of hers was affecting everyone in the household which was basically just my husband and I at that point so the three of us were in this crazy emotional tense depression, anxiety, it was all happening and it was just kind of a nightmare on a daily basis and I felt like I was the only one who was trying to keep it all together, trying to just hold everybody from being pulled downstream (laughs) into the mad rush of whatever it was. So I went to a yoga class and That was kind of the only thing that kept me sane at the time. Uh, And it was wonderful. It was just very simple practice. It was the same uh, most of the time. There wasn't a lot of changing up. It was breathing and moving, and it was just a great mental break for me from everything else that was happening in life. And uh, it was the only kind of sweet spot that I could find at the moment. And it really helped me hang on.
0: I can totally relate to that. And I'm sure others will be able to as well. As you already mentioned, too, everybody comes to yoga for a specific thing that's happening in our lives, like to help us you know, work through whatever that is, at what point did you realize that it wasn't just the physical side of things, it wasn't just the mental side of things that you just started feeling like a change happening within that was more so than you expected? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so um, the practice just evolved. I mean, in the beginning, it was just that hour and 15 minutes or hour and a half of physical movement and breath. And it's like, okay, now I can reset and go back into life. And at that point, it was really just hanging on by a thread mentally. So, uh, (laughs) but eventually, and then I did that in that studio for probably five years until I just kind of had, you know, things got better at home as they do when things are bad, they eventually get better. And I started thinking about teacher training, and it was just kind of a, like a dream in the beginning, like, oh, wouldn't that be great if I could go teach yoga, like a fantasy. And then I started looking a little more seriously at making it happen, and I started moving out with my practice into different studios from on the one I began, and uh, I think it was probably at the second studio that I started practicing at, which is Breathing Room in South Portland, where I started to feel in that practice um, that there was more to it than just, you know, doesn't this feel great with my physical body? Don't I feel good sweating and feel strong? And, you know, that all feels great, but there's something else going on here. And there was, that started to open up in that practice there. And then once I got into teacher training luckily enough, to find really the most amazing teacher training. And I know there are tons of them out there, but I just feel so blessed that I was guided towards the one that I went to in Shiva Shakti. But that was mind-blowing. And my first teacher had said that too. She, would, she said to me, oh, you're going to take teacher training. It'll change your life. And like I heard this from three or four other people who, had, who were teachers, it'll change your life. It wasn't, like, across the board the thing that they said. And I just kind of stood there and looked at them like, yeah, okay. (laughs) But, of course, they were right.
0: (laughs) And how, how so, like, what were the learning points for you throughout that training? And, obviously, you know, both of us went through that same training at the same time with... 20 other people. <laughs> um, I think it was the biggest cohort uh, that they had. Uh, and I I know that each and every one of us learned something different that we needed to learn and, and mm. came to us, came to us when we needed it. So what were those, some of those learnings that you got out of that training?
1: Oh, so much, really, just I felt like my head was exploding every, every time we would go there for the four days straight. It was You would come home exhausted because your mental capacities were just stretched so far. But what it, what it kind of came down to, like a point, a strong thing that I can put my finger on that I could see happening when I was not there was a a sense of letting go of judgment. And I've been an incredibly judgmental person most of my life. And it's because of very harsh self-judgment. I've always thought I was, you know, my self-judgment, my self-criticism has been just ridiculous my whole life and in in that turns around of course when you when you have something going on with yourself you tend to spew it out into the world and i was very judgmental of everyone all the time <laughs> very sad <laughs> i'm not a happy person so the work that i did mentally around the judgment issue or people in my family pulling my triggers, pushing my buttons. And, and then initially I would just watch myself like I was sitting next to myself, seeing myself react to these things in the usual way. And then I, you know, I, I that was a revelation by itself, just being able to be aware of what you're doing and not mindlessly reacting. And then after the awareness comes, the the point where you start to rein things in, you know, to what you're saying. And first, you stop saying things out loud (laughs) in that judgmental voice, whether it's about yourself or others. And then, uh, well, for me, it's you know, I still thought it about myself or I still thought it about others, and then eventually you get around to okay, this is really a bad thought pattern. Get rid of this. This is not helping you. And moving through that, and I still struggle with it. I don't know if I ever will stop, but it gets easier. It's gotten lighter, and as it has the lightness, the weight lifting the ability to see people for you know without that judgment surrounding them it's it's a really big thing and then it just opens you up to be able to live an easier life to realize that everything is not you know a crisis a drama it's not all about you <laughs> or it's not all about me everyone out there is not looking at me with judgment and so these are the revelations. And this is just one of them. It's, it was one of the big ones in teacher training, I guess. And it's still something I work on. And there's so much more that my practice has grown, my teaching has grown and changed. But that was probably in teacher training, that was probably one of the biggest.
0: That's a, a beautiful share. And I, it was one of mine as well. And as we were talking that we went through it at the same time I think that and in this life we can be you know accountability for each other and for the rest of the people in our lives do you find yourself with all the learnings that you've had sharing those also with your students in the classes that you teach?
1: sometimes i have to remind myself often and i there's a kind of a feeling for me especially when i get out of teacher training that like my mind has been expanded into this you know amazing philosophy and all of these lessons that i've learned and i just want to tell everyone everything right now <laughs> i want everyone to know um, and of course you can't. And so that's, uh, and that's something I still work on, you know, so I try to boil things down to something really small and in, in class. And most of that, most usually that turns out being just to slow down and really just slow down. So the different ways of doing that in your practice, in your breathing, in you know, and when that happens, when you can do that, giving yourself the mental break. And I, I emphasize, I guess I do emphasize no judgment in class because, I mean, myself, I know I am one of the harshest judges of myself when I'm practicing on the mat. And I, I spend so much time in my practice when I'm in someone else's class, you know, going through the asanas to let go of my own judgment and of myself. So I do try to emphasize that, you know, saying, you know, practice with compassion, notice what's happening, and just notice it. Don't call it good or bad. And that is a big practice. And I think it's kind of a very common thing for people to judge themselves, especially when they're on the mat, and, you know, they've got a bunch of people around them, and they think everyone's better than them, or, and I'm speaking because this is all the thoughts that run through my own head. Oh, I can't do this anymore. I'm not as flexible as she is, whatever. So yeah, I guess I do offer those words once in a while, but then I try to be quiet as well, because I feel like maybe I'm just being repetitive. But, you know, people need to hear it. I need to hear it so I think they do and that's another thing that I do when I teach is I wonder what am I needing right now well if I'm needing it then other people must be needing it too so I'll just send it out there
0: a dose of self-compassion is welcome at any time for sure Is there anything else about your transformation, your journey, that you would like to emphasize and share that you haven't done so already?
1: So yoga is about turning inward. And we just talked about self-inquiry and learning throughout our journey in teacher training and, I guess, we continue that, um, I know that we continue that, we all do. But the practice of yoga, uh, turning inward, and we get there, we start with you know, the asana, we come to the mat, and we work with the outer layer, we work with the body, and then we work with the breath, and we start to move the energy, And moving the energy and the body, then we can affect the mind, and we start to quiet down. And that gives us space for reflection. And just looking inward. you know, pratyahara, withdrawing the senses, being able to watch ourselves, and just kind of sit next to yourself and see what's going on. And then it just is, you know, then you can sit in meditation and the process of self-discovery just keeps going. And I guess that's what I would wrap up with, you know, certainly teacher training and, and big changes happen and, you know, we're, we're always on this journey. We're always moving through the process. But if we can just continue that throughout our life and not, you know, you eventually come around to not focusing so much on the physical practice and go a little bit deeper, you know, meditation, tuning into your higher wisdom and realizing that we're all the same. So that's probably the best thing that's happened for me, is the letting go of judgment and realizing that I don't have to be judgmental, not about myself, not about anyone else, because we are all the same deep down. We're all looking for love. We're all made up of love. And uh, once we all kind of tune into that, then we can treat each other with more kindness and generosity and love and hopefully make the world a better place you know a long time ago somebody said to me some yoga teacher said she taught yoga because she wanted to change the world and that was before teacher training and so me and my skeptical mind just kind of you know inwardly rolled my eyes and thought okay but now, like everything else that I was told back then and rolled my eyes at, I knew that she was right. And if we can, people can realize it or, or practice or just find that, that kindness and that love one person at a time, then the world could be changed. It's a nice thought and a good goal. So thanks for asking me to share the story. It's been really fun to reflect and And it's made me more thoughtful going forward.
0: Sundari, thank you so much again for taking the time to share your story.
1: Thank you. It's nice to sit and reflect a little bit.
0: In the future, if you have any other nuggets of transformational inspiration that you would like to share, that you will definitely reach out and and come back and visit. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to today's episode of Yoga Journeys, inspiring stories of transformation, growth, and healing. We'll have another episode ready for you soon, but until then, I hope you have a wonderful day.